0: Some teams understand the power of messaging to a fan base. It's not the Reds, though. Why Tom Ricketts' letter to the Cubs, Tom Ricketts, the owner of the Cubs, by the way, a letter to Cubs fans has us green with envy.
1: You are locked on Reds,
0: your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On Reds. Aloha and happy Aloha Friday. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen heading into the weekend. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have taken that passion and turned it into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to take a look at what another ownership group in the National League Central is saying to their fan base and tell you exactly how the Castellini ownership group can learn from it and do a better job of communicating with us Reds fans. We are also going to check in on the latest adventures of Joey Votto, social media sensation. Today's episode is brought to you by bet online. Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, Jeff, I know that you saw this. I saw this. It caught both of our eyes, uh, an ownership group going out publicly and saying the right things.
0: Yes, exactly the right things. And honestly, I know that it was received by Cubs fans as kind of like, yeah, sure, that's fine. But coming from our perspective, this is a refreshing message. There was a letter that was sent out from Tom Ricketts to Cubs fans. Obviously, the Cubs finished in third this year, didn't quite look as good as they were thought, I, I kind of thought they'd be like a wild card make some noise in the wild card or something like that coming into the season. Obviously none of that planned out, but they weren't the worst in the division either. However, they had some good messaging when it came to this off season. I'm going to read this quote. I'm not going to read the whole letter. I don't want you to, you know, have to sit through that, Steve. I know that you're a busy guy. You've got a couple of bottles of bourbon you got to look at, or, you know, you know, things like that. Um, here's important a quote important
1: things jeff important things exactly
0: uh a couple of uh, an excerpt from this letter he says there is positive momentum in our organization Jed Hoyer and his team are building an expansive core of young, high ceiling players while making investments in infrastructure and technology to help them reach their maximum, maximum potential. We will be active in free agency and have the necessary resources available to substantially supplement our current roster. As Jed has demonstrated, we will be driven by intelligent decision making as we build a roster that can win games in the postseason, year in, and year out do you hear any peaks and
1: valleys in there steve listen i want to tell you what there is a lot of good in this letter so what i want to do right now jeff let's let's go through this excerpt and i want to point out what is said and what i think is good about it and then uh here in a bit we will try and relate that back to the reds and maybe uh provide a little free media service to the Reds front office to help get them on their way with what they should be saying publicly versus what they actually are. So let's start right up at the top of your excerpt. right there. There is positive momentum in our organization. I like that Rick, opened up here with some positivity and and basically saying in a very short, succinct sentence, uh, we're moving in the right direction. I'm happy with the direction the team is going. And I'm not, while while I'm disappointed, I'm not in despair. You know, that's, that's what that first sentence just screams at you. Right. And I think that this
0: is something that... We have experienced over the last couple of years, whether it's Reds ownership, whether it's Nick Crawl, getting in front of a microphone. And okay, sure, maybe they're telling us like it is a little bit, but they're also being like just absolutely, there's nothing positive about what they're saying. And, and sure, they can get into the details a little bit, but for the most part, like Nick Crawl, the day after the season ends, coming out and saying, next year's going to be the same. It's like, huh? Now we don't even get a chance to even experience a little bit of the off season before we find this out. And here's Tom Ricketts and, and Cubs fans probably glossed over this part and said, whatever, positive momentum. We just came in third,
1: blah, 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 blah. That's a good way to open up a message. Correct. And then he goes on to say this next part is great. Jed Hoyer and his team are building an expansive core of young, high ceiling players while making investments in infrastructure and technology to help them reach their maximum potential. So he he credits his general manager. He he cites the fact that the, the front office team uh, that he believes they're doing a great job of bringing in young talent, young players with high ceilings is the way this is phrased. And I like that. It's not you know, it's not sounds saying, familiar. It it does. It's just worded a whole lot better than we've heard. Uh, (laughs) But the next piece of it goes hand in hand, and he did a great job of tying them together. They're making investments in infrastructure and technology to help them reach their maximum potential. Now, the Reds have done a lot of things within the minor league system and within player development. I've talked uh, talked about it with a couple of the minor leaguers in the lefty and the bullpen segments. There's been a real substantial difference in the Reds minor leagues. As far as uh, the technology and the infrastructure goes, but the Reds don't say it this way. And I love how you know Ricketts ties them together. We've got the young guys, and we're doing the necessary things to help them be successful. That's great messaging.
0: And from the folks who are closer to the Reds organization than even we are, that's all what they've been saying is that the Reds have done a great job of restructuring how they build their prospects into major leaguers, how they train them throughout the minor leagues and things like that. But it's just, there's been so much negativity at the major league level that all of that's gotten buried. They've been burying the lead about how the Reds have been setting up for the future. I mean, I get it. They, they they continue to talk about, well, we got all these prospects, but to, All of us Reds fans that have heard nothing but prospects for the better part of a decade now, that word has become so numb that we almost don't even hear it anymore. We want to hear about major league success. And I think that... Tom Ricketts does a beautiful job of kind of saying, yeah, we've got that coming because of this expansive core and the technology and the infrastructure that we've invested in. And he pushes that
1: to the Cubs fans just like it's going to lead somewhere. And now this next part is great. This next part is the actual antithesis of what anybody in the Reds front office says. So I'm just going to read it. We will be active in free agency and have the necessary resources available to substantially supplement our current roster. Listen, there's nobody in Cincinnati saying that, and it's not because they can't. It's because they have chosen not to. They won't. They're taking a different direction. Cool, fine, but man, how refreshing must it be to be a Cubs fan and and hear, oh, hey, (laughs) Papa Ricketts is about to write some checks. It's going to be great.
0: Would we even like say legible words if the Reds come in and said this for a podcast? I think we would just spend an entire podcast going, oh, yeah, bye,
1: bye, bye. let's go. No, no, let's no, go. no, no, no. We would spend an entire podcast going, they're lying. They're not going to do it. I don't believe it. They're going to have to prove it. They need to show oh, me. Now, I, if they did it, that would be a whole different show.
0: It, it, I, at this point, I think I want them to lie to me just with what's been happening here (laughs) recently, but no, I, I love that. He said this and the way that he worded it, it was just, you know, substantially supplement our current roster. He's not threatening any of the current Cubs and saying, by the way, your jobs are in jeopardy. He's saying, look, we like what we have. We're just going to build on that. And I think he continues it from there with the ultimate thing that anybody wants
1: to hear. Right. And then we go into, and I love this last part uh, again, talking about his front office, as Jed has demonstrated, we will be driven by intelligent decision-making as we build a roster that can win games in the postseason, year in and year out. That is a, a ringing endorsement for the people that he's put in charge of his baseball operations. And I'll tell you, one of the best parts of this is at no part of this statement does he include himself in the baseball decision in the baseball building and and the actual construction uh he he clearly understands that he has hired baseball people to do the baseball things and he's letting the baseball people do the baseball things i love it i think this is a very 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 well crafted message
0: And that is the key, right? Because when it comes to anyone complaining about Red's ownership or something like that and telling them, you know, sell the team and all this other stuff, it's what happens after that. Because we're not going to get a guy that comes in here with bottomless pockets. I would love that, but that uh, life isn't MLB the show. However, I want somebody to come in here. That's going to hire baseball people and let baseball people do baseball and they can sit back and say, you know what, here's your budget. Here you go. And and, and maybe he writes letters to the fan base or she writes letters to the fan base, just like Jed Hoy- or uh, just like Tom Ricketts is, is doing right here. Because you're right. Tom Ricketts does not use the word we. He does sure. not include himself in the movement of the franchise. He says Jed does this. Jed does that. Jed and his team. Jed and his team. Jed's team. It's Jed. It's Jed Hoyer making the decisions. I think you, me,
1: and the listener all know Nick Kroll's not making the decisions. That, that, that's correct. And it would be nice if the Reds understood this particular messaging idea. 100%, Stevie. You know,
0: with this letter in mind, what should the message have been from the Reds to us Reds fans? We're going to tell you right after we tell you about the best place to get the best information for your next bet and that's bet online if you check out bet online today you're going to see all kinds of great stuff whether you're talking about major league playoffs whether you're talking about the nfl college football nba basketball is coming next week we've got nhl rolling already it's this is the best well between this and march and the beginning of April, it's really hard to pick which is the best time of year, but this is right around uh, there as far as the argument is concerned. Plus, there's plenty of stuff on the Major League Baseball offseason. In fact, they've got some odds on where Aaron Judge will end up for his next team if it's not the Yankees. I still tend to believe that the Yankees are just going to back up the truck on this one, but the Giants. The San Francisco Giants are the odds-on favorite to land him should the Yankees not re-sign him. Their odds are at plus 200. Now, the interesting thing with this is the next team is the New York Mets. Do you imagine if he just goes across town after the Yankees don't sign him? What kind of crap would Brian
1: Cashman be in if that happened? Oh, that's exactly what I think is going to (laughs) happen, Jeffrey. I think that Steve Cohen is going to write whatever check he has to write to get one over on the New York Yankees.
0: See, I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, um, give you a counterpoint here. I don't think it's the Mets that sign him. I think it's a couple of teams down the Red Sox. If the Yankees don't retain him, the Red Sox, their odds on bet online are at plus 800, but they've been so mum about Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts. And I think it's because they're kind of keeping their moves close to their chest and when it comes to what the Yankees do with Aaron judge, if he's available, expect the Red Sox to open up the coffers and uh, grab him over because I think they're still a little bit sore about that whole Babe Ruth deal. But if you want to check out some great information on your next bet, head on over to betonline.net. They've got you covered for literally everything when it comes to sports, even if you want to bet on the next UFC card, boxing, and, of course, golf as well. Of course, golf's in their off season, but still, you know, whatever. You can get ready for the golf season next year. Uh, bet Online is where the game starts. Make sure you join us on Monday. Coming up Monday, Mo Egger joins the show. He talks with Steve about a lot of things, including exactly what the Castellinis can do to repair their image within the community. And we're going to help them out just a little bit here, Steve, because we've got some ideas on some free PR training, and we're going to take that letter that Tom Ricketts wrote, and we're going to rewrite it as if the Reds had that message.
1: Before you uh, get into this, and I think that uh, I just point out, we know Nick is listening. This one's going to be free, Nick. Uh, <laughs> we're going to let you use this one for free. If you'd like a little bit more help, reach out. Uh, Jeff and I are available for the right price, and we will fix your messaging. But as we get into this, there's some things in the the Ricketts letter that I think we can relate back directly to some things that the Castellinis have said mm-hmm. and, and show how... The Ricketts letter is just so much better. One piece of it I want to start with, Jeff, is this. As Jed has demonstrated, we will be driven by intelligent decision making as we build a roster that can win games in the postseason, year in and year out. Now, relate this back to the last time we heard <laughs> Phil Casolini talk about Nick Crawl. Nick is like a bull in a china shop. He is, I mean, that's an analogy of a dude that's breaking things. And then that's exactly what happened. He broke the team all season long. The team was broken. They were physically broken. Everyone was injured. The superstars were traded away. Everything was broken. Attendance was broken. Frybox was broken. Everything was broken. So, I mean, it's all in the messaging. And that's just one little example here of how it matters what you say and how you say it.
0: You know, you just broke my brain because I think it was around the trade deadline that Frybox got fixed. That was, uh, wow, I didn't even consider that. No, 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 I, I totally agree with you. Just the wording there. I mean, even the simple words of intelligent roster building to win year in and year out as opposed to bull in a china shop. And then you even talk about playoff wins year in and year out, as opposed to what Nick crawl said in let's eliminate peaks and valleys. It's just like, no, tell, tell us that you're going to build a team for sustained success. Okay. So this is what I have rewritten. This is what we have come up with to, uh, help out. Nick crawl. The next time he talks to the media again, Nick, this is for free. If you want any more uh, hit us up, we've got some ideas. Here's what it should, uh, what Nick crawl should say. The next time somebody asks him about his offseason plans, there's positive momentum throughout our minor leagues from the lowest level all the way to AAA. Nick. Well, I guess if Nick says this, it'd be kind of weird if he's talking this about is, his-
1: this is more of a Castellini statement. Yeah. More this of would an owner. If, if red's ownership came out and yeah. was going to talk about this team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nick Kroll and his team are building an expansive core of young, high ceiling players while making investments in infrastructure and technology to help them reach their maximum potential. As you can kind of tell, I sort of plagiarized that a little bit, but it's exactly what Nick Kroll has done by making the trades that he's made. So, okay, I will continue. We will be opportunistic in free agency. And while we may not have the resources to fix everything in one off season, We will build within the margins and add stability to our roster. So as to avoid the monumental collapse that we had last year, as Nick has demonstrated, we will be driven by intelligent decision-making as we build a roster that can win more games than we did last year while providing a strong base with which to launch to the postseason in the very near future.
1: That. that is a whole different message than what yes. Nick Kroll rolled out. And and again, we haven't seen anything from Phil Castellini in a long, long time. And uh, Mo and I are going to discuss that coming up next week. So make sure you tune in for yes. that. But this, this is what should be said because it does tell the truth. It says there's positive momentum in the minor leagues. If anybody that watched Ellie De La Cruz alone this season – There's positivity down in the minor leagues. uh, And he's not alone. And he's not alone. Uh, Nick Craw and this front office did a tremendous job. We both graded it as an A effort in the talent that was brought in uh, when the team was broken and dismantled. And all of the stars were traded away. They got a lot of high ceiling, young talent in return. And so far, all of those guys are performing. Some of them haven't gone out there and broke records, but they are all moving in a positive way. They are all gaining positive momentum. Uh, The infrastructure and technology is something that they've been working on for years. They, you know, they did overcorrect. We have learned through the the Kyle Bode era, but right. they have they, they took the best parts of that. They course corrected. They brought in some really good baseball people to work in the minor leagues and they continue to invest in that infrastructure and technology. We've heard the minor leaguers talk about it directly from the minor leaguers mouths that it has made an impact. It has helped and they've done a good job with it. Uh, They'll be opportunistic in free agency, Jeff. That's the key word. No, they're not going to go out and sign a hundred million dollar deal with somebody, but they can do a Tommy fam type contract. They can go get a guy on a one-year deal on maybe a one year with a one-year option to to bridge the gap and possibly bring in a guy that will perform well at great American ballpark, a very hitter friendly park. And then you flip guys for parts and it will be great. It will be, it will be positive momentum again for the team. So, you know, I like this next part where you talk about, you know, Nick Carl driven Nick Carl and his team demonstrated the intelligent decision making. Uh, That's that's what we want to hear instead of he's a bull in a a China shop. And I know, you know, credit to Tom Ricketts and his media team that that crafted a majority of the message that we borrowed from here, because for me, this was a, a perfect, a perfect nod to your fans in acknowledging that there's some things we're doing right. There's some things we're building with. There's some things we're going to do better, and here's the direction we're going. It, you know, it kind of catches it all.
0: And then, if you even want to get granular and say, "Well, from uh, the Castellini's perspective, are you making outlandish claims that they will not be able to back up?" No, I didn't say that they're going to be in the postseason year in year out. I didn't even say when they're going to be in the postseason. I said in the very near future, which you and I both believe is attainable. If they build correctly and I still we still have doubts about that, but we know how they could do it And the opportunistic part of free agency is not the guy that's going to go out and sign a multi-year deal for a 33 something year old guy for way above what he's worth and you only get one or two good years out of him. We're just talking about bridging that gap. You kind of said that already that bridge the gap, but that should be reiterated in that the reds can make moves like that. The reds don't have to go out and sign Aaron judge or Jacob Degrom or guys like that. They can go out and they can be opportunistic. There's going to be guys out there. They talked about, you know, how he, uh, you know, really blew up in that last postseason appearance, but Corey Kluber could very well be available for a very, uh, you know, Team-friendly deal. Reasonable. Yeah. Team-friendly, reasonable deal. Go and, and kick the tires on guys like that.
1: Th- this demonstrates that you can be both truthful and use smart messaging, Jeff, because I think that's been – like, that's one of the things I like about Nick Crawl is that he pretty much tells the truth, and when he tries to not tell the truth – it's just clearly obvious and it blows up in his face. (laughs) One example of that is, is way back at the beginning of 2022, almost immediately after they traded Winker and Suarez, uh, Nick's talking to the media and says they're, you know, they're building a team to compete for a playoff spot. And I can't, I I mean, how long did we laugh about that? And how long did we poke fun (laughs) at Nick crawl? Because he said, because, because (laughs) no, he wasn't trying to build a playoff team. There was no way. That that even factored into the thought process. So, you know, you don't come out and lie to the fans. The fans are smarter than that. But you can come out like this, like this message from Ricketts and this reworked message that we made for the Castellinis. And you can tell the truth, put a little bit of a positive note on it, and and really communicate with your fans what you think is good and where you're trying to go. We said that in a couple episodes back, right? It's no longer about where you're going to go. It's how are you going to get there? And, right. and that's what we want to hear. And that's what we need to hear if fans are going to come back and embrace this team. Because
0: there's never going to be a team that is built on prospects. You have to have prospects come up and become major leaguers. How do the Reds supplement those players? That is what's going to be the focus. And honestly, that's why I wanted to do that. So that's why I wanted to take Tom Ricketts' letter and turn it into something that the reds could use for messaging to round off the edges to smooth them off a little bit because every time they seem to tell us about the future it's about as prickly as prickly can get we're not even talking about sharp edges we're talking about prickly edges this is all the thorns on the rose and there ain't no bloom anywhere
1: you know i think this would be a good place you know for our viewers on youtube drop down into the comments let us know what you want to hear from ownership and from the Reds yep. front office. What realistic statements would you like to hear from them that would help you better support this team moving forward? And if you're in our audio feeds, if you're not watching us on YouTube, jump on Twitter, tell us what you think you can, you get me at S often with two F's you get Jeff at Jeff Carr, Jeff with three F's uh, or the show at locked on Reds. We want to hear from you because I think it's important for the fans to get their voice out there because I, you best believe there are somebody, even if it's just interns, there's somebody within the Reds organization monitoring those type of comments. They're monitoring for what kind of messaging will resonate with the fans. And maybe it'll make a difference if enough people say some of the same things, we can kind of help nudge this team in a direction.
0: Right. Right. And if your general thought is, well, they got to come out and say that they're selling a team, that's not going to happen. We're looking for more of like, what can they say? How the, can they present a message to us that at least the next time that they talk to somebody in the media, we're not running an episode to be like, can you believe what they just said? Because it feels like every time they've talked, that's what we've done.
1: Well, and I think the big takeaway, Jeff, is that no matter what it is that they say, they need to be truthful. They need to be sincere. They need to be positive and they have a lot of work to do if they're going to win this fan base over, but that's a little bit depressing. Let's talk about something fun. Joey Votto is fun. He continues to build his social media profile. And up next, we are going to talk about where in the world is Joseph Daniel Votto. That's next. You can follow the podcast on all platforms, including YouTube, YouTube, Thank you for being here. If you've clicked that subscribe button, great. Make sure you click the notification bell as well so that you get notified every time we go live, every time we drop something extra, every time we post, you will be one of the first to find out about it. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me again at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on Red. So make sure you have subscribed. Jeff, I know that you have subscribed to all of Joey Votto's social media feeds, and I have subscribed to all of Joey Votto's social media feeds because he is fun right now. Uh, Joey is just out living his best life while he does the rehab on his arm uh, coming off of that rotator cuff and bicep surgery, and uh, he's fun to follow right now. I got a theory.
0: I got a spot the lie theory. I think that Joseph Daniel Votto is auditioning for the next great Dosecki's commercial. He wants to be the most interesting man in the world because actually the most recent tweet of him writing nibbles said the most interesting man in the world I think he's doing it he's going to try that's what his retirement plan is he's going to do Dos Equis commercials
1: hey you got to lock up those endorsement deals wherever you can get them of course uh, Jeff is Jeff I saw you tweet this that, that Joey was riding nibbles for those that don't remember uh, Joey Votto when he first really started to open up his personality to the media and to the public uh, did an appearance on uh, MLB Network and when they cut to Joey Votto he was wearing a full Canadian Mounties uniform and just deadpanned the entire interview they were they were picking at him and poking at him and everybody was having a good laugh there's opposing players doing the the russian army march in the background it was a fantastic (laughs) interview it's really the first one that we got to i think really see the real joey Votto and experience his humor and personality and through the course of that uh in the back and forth with the hosts on MLB network uh, they talked about him riding his horse for the Canadian Mountie police. And, you know, he said his horse's name is nibbles and that nobody was going to ride his nibbles, but him. (laughs) So seeing him riding his horse uh, down there on his vacation, of course, you know, was a great callback to that. And, thinking of joey riding nibbles but he's been doing lots of other things jeff uh you know we've seen footage of him taking in a soccer game you know he's out seeing other types of sporting events a very a real fun one that he posted uh was him dancing in the streets during carnival you know there's you can see the dancers in the background and joey's copying the moves i'm not gonna try and do all the moves but you know (laughs) joey was getting his jam on and it was it was a lot of fun to see
0: yeah i i love getting to see him pop up at all these different places. I know that, you know, once basketball season gets going, he's going to be at Toronto Raptors games. Cause if I remember right, he's a season ticket holder. And I think he still is, I'm not for sure on that one, but I, I believe that he'll be up there watching the Raptors. Cause I think the Raptors are going to be pretty good. My limited knowledge of the Toronto Raptors that is, but he is a traveled man. And, and it's very obvious to me that over the course of the last few years, he has made a concerted effort to repair his image in and amongst everybody and and the fans, the people that don't know him just around like he's, he's Joey Votto, uh, all in the world. He is not Joseph Daniel Votto, the recluse, the guy that we just didn't see that much outside of the baseball diamond for the first couple of years of his career. And I think that this is just a nod to what he's probably going to do after retirement. I don't think we're going to, I don't think he's going to disappear.
1: Oh, I agree with that. And just to to ease everybody's mind, he also did talk a little bit about how his rehab is going. He did say that he's working hard on, on rebuilding his arm strength and he's doing his work. And I believe that I think nobody has ever questioned Joey Votto's work ethic when it comes to baseball but there was that a funny
0: player of the year baby that's
1: right there was a funny exchange with the uh the social media team over um at red at uh, cincinnati reds at reds uh they they when he said that they posted uh, you know an arm flexing and then like a heart emoji and joey came back with that at this point they really needed to come up with a noodle arm emoji <laughs> until until he's got it done because but i know that i know that he's working hard And, you know, for me, I'm glad, like I said, uh, on our first episode after the season ended, I really wanted the players that were going to be back next year to unplug from baseball, get out there, relax a little bit, try and forget that just atrocity that occurred in 2022 with this baseball team and then get their minds right to start moving forward. And I think that that's exactly what Joey Votto is doing.
0: And I think it's worth noting too. He's doing all this and I'm pretty sure that he's been getting calls from major league baseball to come be like a analyst on a playoff broadcast or something like that. And he's probably just like, nah, man, I need to ride my horse.
1: He's I'm out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's taking some time off. You know what, Steve? I think that Joey Votto's travels and where in the world is Joseph Daniel Votto is where we're going to end today's podcast. Thank you so much for everybody that was listening and, and watching. If this is your first time, make sure. That you're subscribed that way. You don't miss anything that we've got coming for you this off season. As we said, Mo Egger joins Steve on Monday. He's going to talk about exactly what the reds can do to repair the image that they've kind of torn down over the last few years we're going to get into all of that and more. Thanks again for making us your first listen though. Now make your second listen locked on MLB as Sully has you covered throughout the playoffs with his unique perspective, and he's going to inject plenty of humor in there as well. That's locked on MLB, just like locked on reds free and available on all platforms, Steve, Joey might end up in Hawaii here pretty soon. You might be able to see him. I don't know. I possibly or he's going to be at a basketball game, or he's going to be on a baseball telecast. All I know is the Reds don't know how to talk to their fans.
1: So what's that mean for you and me? Well, that means if Joey Votto is in Hawaii, I'm going to go find him, and I'm going to see if I can pin him down for an interview for sure. Because you know why? You and I, we stay locked on Reds in season, off season. We stay locked on Reds every single day.
0: I don't think you could pin Joey Votto. Ha <laughs>